0: Of prudence, and um, and prudence is all about people thinking, really using their head. Uh, people learning to be discerning, and if you'll remember, we said this about the word; it's found 11 times in the Bible. Eight of those are in Proverbs. Uh, three other times you'll find it: twice in the Book of Job, once in the Book of Genesis, and no other time. Will we find this specific word? Now, uh, as we said, there's some intriguing things. When you find this word outside of the book of Proverbs, it has a very negative connotation. Um, defined, one time it's found in Genesis chapter 3, it's in reference to the serpent, and the serpent was prudent. See <laughs> the word prudent? Subtle. All right? And then when Job uses it twice, he talks about men who are crafty. Uh, they're deceivers in a sense, just as the serpent was, uh, deceiving. And, um, and so when it's used in the rest of the old Testament, it's used in a ne- negative sense in the book of Proverbs. Every one of the eight references to this word is used in a positive sense in someone who is discerning. Now, uh, where do we get the idea of discerning well the the root word from which prudent comes is uh the word that uh that is defined as uh let me make sure i get it right to make bare. so uh when someone in outside of the book of proverbs makes something bare, it is actually in a sense uh making someone's if you would um uh, their simplicity or their ignorance—it makes known their simplicity or ignorance. Eve, uh, by the way, Eve no- wasn't considered, if you would, responsible because she was deceived. She was tricked. She was fooled. So what was made bare was the fact that she was—and I do not not in a bad sense, but she was just ignorance, uh, ignorant of the of the truth. She was led astray. In the book of Proverbs, when it talks about this word, when this word is used, and it means to make bare, it would be used in a good sense to make, if you would, things bare so that we know what direction we ought to go. It makes it clear, this is right, this is wrong, this is good, this is bad, this is evil, this is right. Uh, and so being prudent means to make something bare, uh, to take the time to think it through and be able to discern between right and right. And wrong, and you know, the more I have thought about this subject, and as we're dealing with this, the more I realize this is quite critical to Christianity. Um, Brother Duncan and I were talking just the other day. He made the comment about how he wished we could go back to the days where there was actually honest debate that could be held in in Congress. You know, over matters. There's no debate anymore. It's just this is our view, and we have a majority, and. You know, basically, tough luck. This is, this is the way it's going to be. At one time, in the Congress, they would have discussions. You know, they actually would. And, uh, and there would be debate about matters. And people could express their ideas and their thoughts, and people could then make a decision once they've heard uh, various sides of the matter. Um, you know, the death of common sense today, uh, the right to question whether something is common sense is becoming the norm. You can't do it anymore. Uh, it's becoming uh, the norm to basically, there's no debate, there's no discussion on anything. It's just this is the way it is. And um, prudence says that's not the case. Prudence says I'm going to make this bear. We're going to present This side, we're going to present this side. We're going to give you an opportunity to look at all the facts and all the information. We're not going to have this deceitfulness going on like the rest of the Old Testament uses the word. We are going to make it all bare so that people can make the best decision and an informed decision. And you know what? I keep going back to, and and it's like, vaccines are safe. And um, people are just expected to accept that. Now, you, you can't look at the facts. You can't You can't say there are medical doctors and there are people that have looked at this and really questioned whether there's safety in this. You can't say, and no one ever said, here's the results, here are the test results, we proved this, this is safe. No, they don't have any of that. It's just safe because they said it's safe. Prudent people don't accept that. Prudent people don't just sit, oh, the leaders told me that leaders would never lie. No politician ever lies. Okay, you you understand where we're coming from? Honestly, I think this subject of being prudent is probably more important and more more appropriate to our day uh, than than probably any other uh, than than any other subject we could bring up in the Book of Proverbs, because there is a great need for people to discern. By the way, subtle, crafty people, such as found in the word which use, is used outside of Proverbs, they want to shape your thinking. Subtle people don't want you to think about all the facts and, and have it all made bare so that you can make a good decision. Subtle people want to tell you this is what you're supposed to think. Just think it. Why do you suppose, going back to Eve, why do you suppose that the serpent came when, when Adam wasn't around. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, it was a garden. How big was the garden? He didn't want another opinion. He didn't want Adam. It's really not how it is. I mean, you said we can't even touch the tree, but that's not true. Here's what God said. You see, the truth is those who are subtle and crafty are opposed to prudence. They don't want to have someone come out and say, look, there's really question about the safety of the vaccine, and here's why we believe there's real question about this and why you should be concerned. And by the way, the fact that they tell you it's safe and then they go about and they give immunity to every every pharmaceutical company that comes out with a vaccine should tell you something about the fact that they don't know. But you can't ask those questions. Prudence is really a desperate need in Christianity. uh, We need people who who are are willing to think. Um, You know, prudence is thrown out the door in elections, isn't it? You can't ask why gas prices are twice as high. You know, you can't ask why the interest rate was 2.5% back 3 years ago and now it's it's 6.5 or higher. You know, these things are either figments of your imagination or they're good for you. And and prudence isn't allowed. You you can't discuss these things, you know. You 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 can't you can't say this guy is a guy. He's not a girl. So why are you saying he's a girl? Cuz he th- thinks he is? I mean, prudence is all about making things bare. I can't stress how important this study is. And Solomon teaches us that what is being ignored is critical to Christian living. Prudence. It truly is. So we've already learned a couple things. I'll give you the, the points real quickly, and then we'll move on. We learned that prudent people, first of all, from Solomon... Uh, Back in chapter 12 and verse 16, the first mention of it, prudent people control their emotions. Prudent people control their emotions because, look, they understand that if they don't, there's going to be results. There's going to be consequences. We learned in chapter 12 and verse 23 that prudent people conceal knowledge. And that sounded really interesting to me. In fact, quite frankly, it was like, why would prudent people keep knowledge under wraps? Because prudent people have thought things through, they have knowledge, but the truth is there are a lot of people who aren't ready and aren't willing to hear it. Look, look. sometimes prudent people, uh, uh, well, I, I, I can explain it this way. I worked with a number of unsaved people when I was in college on a job off campus from, from, from college. And these people, you just, you, you, they would ask questions about why. Why does the school, it was always why does the school, why does the school have this rule? Why, why don't they allow you to do this? Why do you have to have permission to go off campus? Why can't you go do this? Why can't you drink? Why can't you? And they had a lot of questions for Christians. But here's the truth. A prudent people, person doesn't, with, with, with people like that, with unsaved people who have no discernment whatsoever, it's not going to do any good for me to sit down and say, well, let me give you the Bible reasons why we don't drink. Why we do this. Prudent people sometimes conceal knowledge because they understand that the person they're talking to just doesn't have the ability or uh, won't have the ability to comprehend the truth. Yeah, to, as Jesus said, cast your pearls before swine. He, I mean, that says, it, that says it very well. All right, the third thing, and this is where we left off, and, and see, I, I, can, I can keep going back to the, these matters, but prudent people... Consider their conduct in chapter thirteen and verse sixteen. We read that every prudent man dealeth with knowledge. And if you remember, we said last week that dealeth is a word that means to do or makes. So they do or make not. They're not making knowledge. Okay, uh, but uh, they don't just act without consideration. The idea is, uh, but uh, they they think things through. And that shapes their decisions and sa- shapes their activities. Now, a few fool doesn't act that way. Um, a fool just just kind of does whatever because, well, sounds good to me. Uh, I, there's, there's a story I've shared before, but it's one to me that I, is, is like ripe for of the picture of someone who isn't prudent. Larry Walters, a 33-year-old guy, who went down to the local army surplus store, bought 45 used weather balloons, tied them to a lawn chair, filled them with helium. He got a six-pack of beer, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. He took a BB gun and he sat down in the chair. He say, why the gun? Because he was going to shoot the balloons one at a time. Once they, once he was ready to land. Well, he thought the balloons would lift him about a hundred feet in the air, but he was caught off guard because the chair soared more than eleven thousand feet, and he ended up being in the, in the air traffic pattern of Los Angeles International Airport. Now, Look, that is just stupid. It's just, okay, it just is just. There's no other word for it, all right? I know that's crude, but it's just stupid. Too frightened to shoot any of the balloons, he stayed airborne for more than two hours. The airport had to shut down for much of the afternoon, caused delays across the country. When he was grounded and sighted by the police, (laughs) reporters asked him three questions. Were you scared? Yes. Would you do it again? He learned. No. Why did you do it? Here was his answer, because you can't just sit there. That's not prudence. Okay? Fools don't think through the results. Um, wise people do. And, um, and, and it's all about prudent people consider their conduct. They consider the end result. Now, we could make separate points for these, but if you look in chapter 14 and verse 8, the verse we originally looked at, the wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. That's saying, in essence, somewhat the same thing that chapter 13 says. It's the wisdom of the prudent man that causes him to to understand, think before he acts, before he takes a step out. To understand your way means to distinguish or separate mentally. It's saying, all right, look, if... If we allow this, if we do this, this is going to be the the result. If we act in this way, this is going to be the result. And we better not do that. And I wish, we could call it the death of common sense. I wish we had people in, in Congress that would just do that. If we let women call themselves men, if we let men call themselves women, what are we opening ourselves up to when they're not? Um, it's just an amazing thing. Where it's just uh, don't don't think anymore. Uh, look in chapter fourteen and verse fifteen. Another verse. The simple believeth every word. Isn't that? I mean, that's so so basic, isn't it? But the prudent man looketh well to his going. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's safe to jump off this cliff. Nothing bad will happen. The, the the prudent man looks well to his going. I, I'm not going to jump off that cliff. Um, today, the, the question can't be asked. Would you jump off a cliff if all your friends did? We're going to do it. You know, it's like, no, would be the normal answer. But I'm not so sure people would say that anymore. It's like, well, I think about because you're told to do it. Some people just don't think. All right. So herein we have this, this warning and, and wisdom from, from God. Look in chapter 14 and verse 18. and We find that um, in this verse, someone read it, would you? Okay, so prudent people are, uh, you can use the warning there, crowned with knowledge is interesting. Simple people inherit folly. That doesn't mean they they uh, they are, are born with with it, okay? But they they inherit it. it's something that that comes to them later on. And and here's the re- here's the reason why because they haven't taken time to think things through. So this is what comes at the end of being that way. Um, and if If you look at this verse, uh, to live life as a simpleton, you're asking to be the beneficiary of folly. It's going to be laid at your feet. It's going to be presented to you. That's the idea. But those who act with are gifted as well. Okay, what are they gifted with? It's right there. All right, they're gifted with knowledge. The word is interesting in in that it carries the idea of being beset roundabout, like like a a crown, okay? So when you take time to think things through, here's what you'll find, that in whatever direction you go, knowledge is right there for the taking, because look, you're discerning. You're not just accepting something because someone said it, just because, well, (laughs) fundamentalists have always always done this. Knowledge is there because you're discerning. You're able to take this, you think it through, you see it in light of scripture and make god's word the authority for your life and you're able to and knowledge is right there it's waiting and it's all around you so that in every situation no matter what you're dealing with when you are prudent knowledge is is all is just about always available to help you make a right decision and make a right choice uh, in life and then uh, we find this look in chapter 22 and verse 3 uh, Uh, there's two more references to prudence. In chapter 22 and verse 3, and this kind of ties in with what we've been talking, a lot of these things are related, but what do we find about prudent people in 22.3? He foresees evil, and what does he do? If you look in chapter 27 and verse 12, You'll see the exact same thing. All right. Um, so God wanted to end Scripture twice for us. Maybe because He thought, well, all right, we might miss it in chapter 22, so the second time it's going to, you know, ring the bell for us. But prudent people have common sense. And here's why they ponder the end of, the, of an action, they've made the facts bare. They don't jump into things and they're able to see often when a particular action or activity is going to bring the wrong kind of qu- consequences so they avoid those things. And they don't have to live with consequences that come from just not using your head. Now, this seems so basic, but but in, in all sincerity, the I don't know, I... I mean, this has been going on for years because Solomon wouldn't have to write about it if it wasn't. But it just seems like in the last three or four years, common sense has been absolutely just thrown out the door. And, and there's people just making wrong decisions. Some people don't think. Here's a, a true story. Brand new locomotive was brought in for repair because it was involved in an accident. While in the shop fixing... Uh, the fuel tank, a lot of the diesel fuel spilled on the floor. So the foreman, the man in charge of the whole project, assigned two shop laborers to clean up the diesel spill. Well as they worked, they began to argue about how flammable diesel is. And one claimed to have seen a demonstration on a show the previous night. A science teacher extinguished a cigar in a jar of diesel fuel. So the worker wanted to demonstrate the principle to his co-worker. But he couldn't find a match. So he got into the cab of the locomotive, he got a road flare, he struck the flare, threw it into the spilled fuel. Well, unfortunately for all concerned, road flares burn hotter than cigars. And the spill was not deep enough to submerge the flare. In addition, flares have both fuel and oxygen so the diesel fuel ignited. Now the workers narrowly escaped injury, but the locomotive was a total loss. The repair facility suffered extensive damage because one two guys didn't think. They say, well, that's not me. Well, God knows that we have a tendency sometimes to just ignore Thinking processes that God has given to us to make things bear, to make right decisions. Is it, is it any wonder that God tells us to, to um, rightly divide the word of truth? See, in the New Testament, this idea of prudence, it may, we may not find the word, but the concept is found there many different times when God just tells us, Be discerning. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good prudence we present our bodies a living sacrifice so that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God why because God demands prudence he does he wants us to be thinking people Um, I'm I'm afraid in fact the Again, I've had a a week to really ponder and think this through some more. I'm really convinced that in some ways, even in fundamentalism, we are ignoring this idea of prudence and encouraging people to think. Sometimes we just get up and we preach and we just give a bunch of facts and we go on our way, and we don't challenge people and say, let me make this bare. Here's why we do what we do, and here's why we act the way. that." Take these truths, weigh them out, think. Don't just do them because you've been told. Think. And we, and, and if it's not evident, we desperately need that. We desperately need that in Christianity. There's people going and uh, following new evangelicalism and, and by, the, by the hordes. A, a non-thinking Christianity. And um, and the results are have been devastating. They truly have. When ministers can get up and and teach the things that, that are just totally contrary to the word of God, and, and people still go to their church, and they have thousands coming. It's like, where's your discernment, people? Where's your discernment? We desperately need people who will be prudent. Are you one? That's the challenge of uh, Solomon and the wisdom of Solomon, actually the wisdom of God for us in the book of Proverbs, and I hope that's been a challenge to you as it's been a reminder of the necessity of it and the importance of it in our lives today. Father, I thank you for your word, and thank you for the chance you've given us to at least consider these five very simple truths and very basic things, but uh, all emphasizing how important it is for us not to be simpletons, not to be fools, but to be prudent help us to be people who think, who, who make decisions after we've laid things bare and we've evaluated and we've thought and we've considered and contemplated and rightly divided the word of truth. And then may we be people who make right, wise decisions and are crowned with knowledge because we've taken time to think. And we'll th- thank you for your help in this matter in Jesus name Amen Lord bless.